and welcome to episode 22 of the Graph Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Fairholm. It's normally a slow time on the calendar for the golf world, but it's been anything but slow the past few weeks, especially with Tiger Woods giving his first interviews since a near-tragic car accident last February. Videos emerged of Tiger hitting balls in the range, and he has given a couple of long interviews talking about everything that he has gone through to get to this point in the rehab process. And all of this lends itself to the conversation about what is next for Tiger. He is about to turn 46 in a couple of weeks. His medical history is lengthy and well-documented. And maybe most important of all is that he already did have a remarkable comeback where his kids were able to see him win the Masters, breaking an 11-year major drought. So considering all of that, what is next for Tiger? Will he continue to play competitively? How much will he play? What are our expectations moving forward for him? We do know that he is playing in the PNC father-son event in Orlando this week, which is a scramble. He is playing in with his son, Charlie. That event does have a ton of advantages, including the use of a cart, but still, I think we are all just grateful to see him out there playing again. A lot of people have pretty high expectations for him moving forward. So to, to break everything down, I brought on a regular guest of ours, Jeremy Schilling. He is a Tiger fanatic. He knows more about him than just about anyone. Jeremy and I discussed Tiger's future, and we're coming at it from the perspective of knowing that he is the guy who convinced us both to first play golf and to, to love golf. So this period of his career, it's bittersweet in a lot of ways, seeing him age to this point where it's the last chapter of his career. And we get into all of that in this conversation. Just a reminder before we get started, you can find more information on Graph Golf and the launch of our Smart Golf Ball by visiting graph.golf. You can also join our newsletter there at the site. If you want more content from our team, you can visit the club at our website and you'll see a growing database of articles and podcasts, including a recent article on why keeping your head down during the golf swing is actually bad advice. If you're someone who says that a lot or hears that advice a lot, you will definitely want to check that one out. Okay, let's get into our conversation about Tiger Woods. What should his future look like and what will it look like? And now we welcome back a regular guest of the Graph Golf Podcast, writer and golf nut, Jeremy Schilling. Jeremy, thank you for coming on the show today and talking a little bit about Tiger. My pleasure. Uh, Sean, great to be here. Uh, great to be talking Tiger. And yes, I am a golf nut. So you got that part of the bio completely correct. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm going to start us off with a question I've been thinking a lot about in the past few weeks here, especially with Tiger now committed to playing in the, the father-son tournament next week in Orlando and, and uh, some of the press conferences that he's given recently. You know, back when Tiger had his renaissance in 2018 and 2019, culminating in the, in the master's victory, which is going to go down as one of the greatest accomplishments in all of sports. It felt like he still had something to prove in that moment, at least in his words, you know, that he gave recently, he, he wanted to climb Mount Everest one last time. And he was able to do that. And, you know, he wanted to prove to the younger generation that he was indeed the greatest golfer to ever live. Someone who, who could come back from such harrowing physical and emotional injuries to, to reach the, tro- the you know the top of his craft once again. It was maybe 
you know, the most memorable stretch of golf in our lifetimes, you and I both play golf and, and love golf in no small part because of Tiger. So I, I asked this question, what else does Tiger have to prove, whether that's to himself or, or to other people or to the golf world in general? Is there, is there anything else for him to prove? Nothing. I, I would have to agree with you. Why, why come back? Why put himself through everything once again to play golf again? What is left on the table that he can still get out of the game? You know, it's an interesting question because there really is there there really isn't any rhyme or reason. I'll I'll save your editors having to bleep things, but Nota Begay basically said last week on Golf Central that uh, you know that Tiger saying he doesn't want to climb Mount Everest again is just not factually accurate. Uh, we all know that Tiger wants to do things that have never been done before. I think it's the influence of Charlie. I think it's wanting to do right by Charlie. I think it's wanting to show Charlie how you rebound from adversity. I think that he wants to be able to say that he gave it his all. And look, last week was very telling. Um, you don't film somebody who's rehabbing swing videos like Rob McNamara, his best friend, was last week. It's just not something you do. <laughs> like if, if you were rehabbing from like, I don't know, shoulder surgery, would part of your rehab be me filming your golf swing? No, you would complete rehab and then have me film your golf swing. That stuff doesn't make sense. He knew where, where the cameras were, were positioned. Um, he knew where the back of the range at Albany was. He knew this stuff would end up on camera. And lo and behold, here we are. And I think that as we go into the PNC, this is about doing right by his family, doing right by himself knowing he did, he, he did right by his family and trying to make up putting Charlie through hell in 2021. Let's talk expectations because he's, he's mentioned a couple of times the idea of maybe playing a handful of events per year, kind of like a, a Ben Hogan schedule, although Ben Hogan did it in a completely different era, at a different age, in a different state of health as well. What are the expectations that people could realistically have because this is somebody who you know literally drove his car off of a cliff this year and is not only rehabbing a serious catastrophic catastrophic leg injury but also you know the cumulative effect of five back surgeries different ailments that he's had over the over the years what can we realistically expect at this point because because my feeling is that this is a lot to ask of somebody to to be ready for for the masters for example after everything that he's been through at this point and and not to mention as well the the mental and emotional toll that that, that that this takes and the haunting images that can flash into your mind almost a year after we lost Kobe Bryant when you look at expectations and I'm glad you kept it broad because I I think we need to just make sure folks out there know that there's a big difference between next week and 2022. It's a big difference. He can use a cart next week. He will not be able to going forward until he turns 50. And if he wants to play the PGA Tour champions, which I don't think he wants to do, but maybe he does. Who knows? Number two, it's a scramble. That means any bad shots, he can just skip. 
and leave it to Charlie. Number three, it's just two days. And number four, he can drive a cart anywhere and get very close to the green. And if he finds a lie that he's not quite too comfortable with, he can skip it and just tell Charlie, do the best you can, and I'll see you later. Plus, it's a, plus the golf course at the Ritz-Carlton is flat. Last year, Charlie had such an advantage with where he was teeing off that there were times that Tiger said, I'm just not going to hit. And we didn't know it at the time. He was hurting and had a microdisectomy on his back shortly after. So I think there's two expectations. Next week's expectations are, is he grimacing? Is he limping? How does he look late in the round versus early in the round? Is he able to bend over and pick the ball up out of the hole? Is he able to put any kind of power behind his golf swing? I think as you look towards 2022, this is where leg stamina comes into play. As you and I both know, leg stamina and endurance, and these are Tiger's own words. This is not, not me talking. He identified this as the biggest issue going forward besides his back season up and, 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 and spazzing like it is going to when you have to rehab as hard as he is. When you are rehabbing legs in this way, it takes a long time to build back up your endurance. If, if anybody out there has ever had a torn Achilles or knows somebody that's had a torn Achilles, the recovery is so long that for a while, one leg of yours will look way bigger than the other. One of my best friends had this happen and it took him a good 16, 18 months for both his legs to look the same. It takes a long time to build back up length, ankle, foot, strength, and stamina. Can he walk 18 holes? We're not going to find that out next week. How, when does he get to that point in 2022? We have no idea. Can he walk 18 holes and play golf? Remember, this is two different things. A, can you walk 18 holes and not get tired? B, can you play golf and still walk 18 holes? And then the ultimate test is, can you walk 18 holes and play golf? four straight days can you be on your feet for six seven hours minimum recover and be ready the next day and that brings us to the masters you and i have both of the privilege of being there it is not an easy place to walk i would argue the hardest course to walk all year probably on the bga tour this side of kapalua and in kapalua they they give you fan escorts from certain greens to tees because it's so uh, su such a long treacherous walk um you don't get that privilege <laughs> on, <laughs> um when, when it comes down magnolia lane so i think that uh if you look at st andrews and the 150th uh, uh, open that golf course is flat literally flat <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 the valley of sin but not much else and I, and I think that's a more likely golf course. You look at July, you give him an, you know, an additional six months where he can do this. Remember, from the start, medical experts have said that Tiger being a ceremonial golfer is absolutely achievable. And that means he'll be able to walk 72 holes and be fine. The question is, can he do that at PGA Tour level or will the leg tire? And maybe he can still stand up and walk, but will the swing speed diminish late in rounds? You and I both know 
what's the hardest thing to do in golf? It's not swing speed on the first tee. It's swing speed on the 16th, 17th, and 18th tees. Yep. I don't know where that puts us. So uh, I, I tell people, I've been telling people all week, just slow down. Don't put expectations on Tiger. And if it sounds like I'm giving baby minuscule goals, it's for a reason. We are not going to learn much about Tiger Woods' golf future next week um, at, at the PNC Championship. And I, and, I, and I think that's why some of these odds you've seen in Vegas um, for him, you know, winning the Masters or winning a PGA Tour event, you know, 16 to 1 um, to win. Uh, the Masters, I believe it was, 10-1 to 1 to win a PGA Tour event or something like that. I get it. It's golf. It's the hardest sport to predict, the hardest sport to bet. But some of this stuff is just way out of left field. There are a lot of suckers out there who are willing to put some money down and, and lose some money on, on Tiger winning the Masters. Uh, that, that has happened in many recent years <laughs> where he hasn't even played, where his odds have been, <laughs> his odds have been pretty close to that at certain times. So it doesn't surprise me too much. I, I think he... It's interesting. I think the walking element of it is actually one of his biggest hurdles in all of this. Because yeah. I think he could play high-level competitive golf again if it was if golf was just a, you know played on a, a, a practice range essentially. I think he could win at that level too because he he is such a fantastic iron player, and that's really what he's relied upon, especially in 2018 and 2019. But I don't think he should. You know, personally, what I what I hope for him is that he fully invests himself in his family life, you know, in his own day to day health. I think that has to come first ahead ahead of everything else. I mean, it would be amazing to see him play in more masters or play in more open championships, especially ones that are at St. Andrews because of his history there. But, you know, he's just extremely fortunate to be where he is with his with his body. I mean, yeah. You know, lucky well, to be alive, lucky to not yeah. have to have an amputation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why would you sacrifice your body any further to this point? There's not really a, a great reason to push it, other than you know we know his competitive fire. We know that he always wants to win again. But just the way that he's talking right now, I mean, I know selfishly, I'd love to see him play, and I think he is. He's still good enough to where he could, you know. You know, if, if we took that the walking element out of play and trying to walk all four days at a, at a difficult course like Augusta, like I think he, if we take that out of play, he's probably still good enough to compete with with, with a lot of these guys. But I don't think he will again. Um, I know we have to be careful when we when we say that about him because he's you know he's prone to proving people wrong. But I, I just don't think that he needs to win again. I think I think he did feel beforehand in that 2018 2019 stretch like he really did need to win again to, to me and you we knew that he didn't really need to but i think to himself he really he really did need to personally you know what i think is interesting about this i think that we're at the stage of rehab right now where it may be at a bit of a crossroads and he's not letting us in and let me explain what i mean by that when you rehab anything, there is certain things you have to do, whether you are Tiger Woods or Tiger Jones. <laughs> when you go through the injuries he's going through, he would have to do this kind of rehab in general, just, just to live life, right? right. That there are certain things you have to do. 
So I think that that some of this and hitting putts in his backyard, hitting chips in his backyard would be normal for any regular human. And I think the point that he was making in his in his press conferences and interviews, which I think is actually fully accurate. um, And I don't think Tiger Fly knows about this, is that when he does give it a try to see if he can push it. I think this is the type of injury where the body will very quickly say yes or no. I don't think he can injure himself again. Mm. I don't, I don't see this as the type of injury. If you're trying to get speed and you can't get speed at the bottom. Okay. Maybe you set yourself back a day or two in rehab, but you're not, you know, you know, paralyzing yourself, God forbid. Right. So I don't think he would put himself out there at a U.S. Open with five-inch rough, you know, just risk that for the sake of it. I think that would have to have the, the sign-off of everybody involved. And I think that's partly what's at play here, is I think that he's going to figure out either, yes, I can do this. No, I can't do this. You know, that's another possibility too. remember that that he could be fit to play. He could be cleared to play, but he may not be able to generate the speed. Mm. And if you can't generate the speed, look, he's one of the best long iron players in golf. But in 2018, he was third in strokes gained approach. And he did that over the course of 68 rounds played. Uh, that, that, that's a lot of golf that he would have to figure out a way to get long irons close proximity wise um, to make work. So it's very difficult to do that. And I think that um, he's going to find out quicker, uh, quickly once he gets to the end point of his leg rehab, where his game is. Um, so I don't, I don't see the trouble that, that you're mentioning. It's a very fair point. I'm not, I'm not discounting it. I just think that this type of injury may run its course and we'll figure this out on its own without him having to push it unless he wants to literally rip his body up, which I don't think he wants to do. That's a fair point. But let me ask you this. Is the back a bigger concern now than anything else he has in terms of his health? Because, you know, everybody kind of assumes, oh, the, the fusion surgery was successful and his back is, is relatively okay now and that's allowed him to play golf at, at the high level that he did for, for the couple of years that he, that he did it but we don't really know the state of his back now four years essentially down the road we don't we don't really have a, a great idea of where that sits right now I mean that that could still be a, a pretty primary concern in all of this is how the, how his back does hold up um, he told Steve Sands that it's the biggest worry going forward which Tiger said, shocked him. He's like, wait, I thought it was the leg, it's the back. And he was really surprised. But these two things go hand in hand. And, and, and that's where this gets interesting to me because we've known for a while that Tiger can't practice very long, yet you've got to build up stamina. So is this something where Tiger becomes like a walker, you know, like a mall walker type deal? <laughs> where he shows up somewhere and it's like, okay, uh, today we, I'm going to walk the mall a hundred times to try to just get steps in. 
Is he going to become a treadmill guy where literally he just walks the treadmill and just sits there watching TV all day? Um, how do you build up leg strength if your back isn't, is, isn't able to? What he has said is that it is a cycle of he goes through these workouts, he go uh, leg workouts, he goes through the full body leg workouts, he's able to, you know, do whatever um, he needs to, to heal the leg and or practice. And then he has to go in the ice tub, knock down the swelling, and that's when the back seizes up. So I do think the back is the big issue, cold weather climates especially. And I think it's the big issue in terms of of grinding if he gets to the point where he thinks he can come back as a golfer um, and, and, and come back as a competitive golfer. So, yeah, I, I did not believe his specialist at first, but after some time thinking about it, um, I, I do think he's on to something. And I think this is where it's going to be very interesting to see what Tiger says next week in regards to if he's asked which he was not asked this at the hero. We'll see if he's asked this next week. Did you get your doctor's approvals to do this? Um, is this what your doctors wanted you to do? You and I both know sometimes doctors say, try something and let me know how it goes because the risk of hurting yourself further is not there because you would have to be a complete idiot to, you know, go too far. I know when I had my, my, my wrist strain, I asked the doctor, when do I you know, start doing stuff? He goes, well, move your wrist around. If it hurts, you know you're not ready yet. If it, if it doesn't hurt, you're good. <laughs> pretty simple. Uh, yeah, it was pretty simple advice. Now, it helped that I had a grade one wrist sprain, which is essentially a strain. Um, and I just needed to, to uh, keep it immobilized at night because I was essentially re-injuring it every night when I slept. And that's why I woke up in pain. But I, I did think it was very simple advice. It was, you know, but that's the way those kind of injuries are. We don't know what that is. And I'll be curious to see what the docs say. It would not be talking about Tiger if there weren't predictions involved. Oh, so I'm, oh, I'm going to... I'm, oh, I'm going to force us into some predictions here. If I told you over under three and a half official events that he plays in for 2022, am I, am I, am I way too high? Am I way too low? What, what are your thoughts? Does this count the father's son? That, that's an unofficial event. And that, I'm talking 2022 only. Okay. It, right. No, I'm, I'm saying the 2022 father's son. Because no, I do no, think un unofficial. Only, only official starts. Only official. Okay. okay. Technically, for those out there, no, it is a challenge event on the PGA Tour. The uh, <laughs> PNC Championship is. Um, and I do think, by the way, that there is a chance that the next time we see Tiger playing golf is at the 2022 PGA, uh, uh, sorry, PGA championship. Jeez. Really? PN, whole year. Uh, uh, PNC champ. Yeah. The body doesn't react. Okay. Then, then what, then where does he have to play? He would need to have another skins game or match or something like that, where he could use a cart. Mm. That'd be the only option. I'll, I'll take the under on that. I, I think this is going to be a long recovery and I think it won't be until July or so when, when Hobart, when his body would be in shape. So, and, and then the season ends. Now, if we, if you ask me 22 
including the 22 portion of the 2023 wraparound season, I will say over, but I will say under for the remaining portion of the FedEx Cup uh, season-long points race for 22. Okay, um, I'm going to go under with you, but I'm, I'm going to throw, th- throw this out. If there were a couple of spots that might make the most sense that he could play a tournament, let's say maybe late spring, early summer this year where he, where he could come back. What about Memorial? What about a place like that? I've been there a few times. It's not, not, not necessarily a terrible walk, a place that he's very familiar with. Would a place like that be um, a, a place that maybe could be a good place for him to come, come back at? Maybe, but that goes back to the back, and we don't know what the rough's going to be. Right. You know, does he have the ability to get through rough? Or does he start need to play a schedule that would include or focus primarily on places like Harbortown, places like... Colonial. A colonial, places like Mayacoba. Um, places like the Nelson, Valero, that don't have thick rough and purposely don't have thick rough. So that, I think, is a question. For those who aren't familiar, the, the, the uh, Ritz-Carl next week, uh, it's, a, it, it's a parent-child event. It is one of the easiest setups you will see all year in golf. So there is no thick rough next week. For Tiger, the only issue I can see Tiger getting himself into next week in terms of any precarious situation is like a plug line, a bunker, or on like some heavy downhill slope in a bunker. I don't see any other issue where Tiger would have a problem potentially aggravating something um, from, you know, from a precarious lie standpoint. Um, To me, I would look more towards Colonial as a place that I could see Tiger making a start uh, prior to St. Andrews. Yeah. If he, if he has a downhill lie in a bunker or something, I would just go ahead and, and pick it up or, or maybe just have Charlie hit that one. Don't need to, yeah. uh, don't need to jeopardize his health any further. I, I wanted to get, cause you've, you know, we've both had a very close relationship with watching Tiger right over the years in terms of what it, well, what I was it about to say, where are you going with this? Because neither <laughs> of us have a very close relationship with Tiger. I don't think very many people have a very close relationship. No. With um, but in terms of golf and our, you know, our experience watching golf, our experience watching him, where are you at emotionally with it? Because I think, you know, if, if we rewind this, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, um, coming off of 2013 when he was player of the year and his, you know, that 2014 season really was kind of the beginning of a very depressing era where it kind of felt like, you know, everything had been cashed in essentially on, you know, on, on Tiger Woods and his career and his, his playing career at least. And emotionally it felt like, you know, it was such a, it was bonus time essentially to see him come back. And it was really, to, to me, it's still, it's it's almost too big to even wrap our minds around the fact that he did come back and he he was so successful. Where where are you at emotionally with your, your relationship with watching him as a golfer? To be honest, Sean, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. To have him back as a golfer. Mm. So I think I won't believe that he's back until the first tee on Saturday. You know. Right. 
it's so bizarre that we are where we are right now. For me, I will treat the PNC um, as if it is the only start he's going to make the rest of the season, just out of gratitude um, for for what we're for for what we're getting and what we're seeing. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Yeah, I think that's the best word for for right now, just gratitude. Any any other golf that he's able to play, even if it is a, a Masters Par three contest or any kind of ceremonial, you know, skins game or anything else that he's able to play, I think it's just gratitude for the fact that he he has come back and climbed the mountain and he and he has put himself and and his family and every everybody through through a lot over the years. But the fact that he's able to come back and we get to see him play just a few more times is, uh, you know, for me, like being a hockey fan, it'd, it'd be like, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky, the end of his career, getting to, to see him play just a few more games. Like he, he, we'll, we'll look back on these moments for, for a really long time for, for many years to come. So I, I, I definitely share that gratitude with you. I just hope that fans go into the PNC realizing that it's about Tiger and Charlie and the experience and not trying to extrapolate big meanings from it. And just remember, his chances of winning the PNC are rather low. You need to go sub, you know, sub-60 both days, potentially, um, sub-60 one day plus 60, um, maybe 62-62 from Team Woods last year got you seven in a 20-team field. This field features the number one ranked woman in the world, Anneli Corda. It features the number sixth ranked male in the world, and Justin Thomas, the defending champion. Um, you've got guys who are on form coming in. You've got guys who have played recently um, entering this event. There's, there's, there's a whole lot of people who are way further along in this process than Tiger is. So please don't have high expectations for the PNC and please don't make dramatic conclusions from the PNC. And that'd be a good thing to keep in mind moving forward for, for all of next year and, and all, all of uh, his competitive golf life moving forward as well. Tempered expectations, but we don't tend to do that very well when it comes to Tiger. Uh, collectively, we, no, we are very excited no, for we good don't. reason though. For or, good reason. or sports fans in general. <laughs> um, they don't tend to temper expectations well themselves. Well, one thing we do have very high expectations of is your appearances on this podcast, Jeremy, and you never disappoint in terms of our high expectations. So appreciate you coming on to the podcast once again. Thank you for taking a few minutes and talking about Tiger. And we will have to have you on again when he inevitably proves us all wrong and somehow wins the 2023 Masters. Something like that, yes. Um, I will gladly devote as much time as you need, as, as I always do, because I greatly enjoy it. Thanks, Sean, for having me. All right, we'll see you again soon. Thank you again to Jeremy for coming on to the show. And, you know, thank you to Tiger for everything that he has done for the game, because golf would even be remotely the same without his influence over the years. That, that is for sure. Remember, if you want to suggest any topics or ask any questions for the podcast, you can email us at the club at graph.golf. We always look forward to hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out. 
That's all the time that we have for today. We will be back on December 27th as we get into predictions for the upcoming PGA Tour season. And there will also be some exciting developments on the way with providing some more content for you in 2022. So be on the lookout for that. We'll see you again next time. Cheers.